When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th. With me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests. Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast, Edwardino. You don't look too happy to speak to me, you know. Hello, Colin. Stop with the Colin thing, you and Frank. Colin the cat filler, you know, like one of those moody cakes. I'm not going to go all Parsons on you, let's go straight into it. We're in, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it serious on IFL, different to that boxing social type of thing. We're, we're here in Detroit, big show, you lost a few on it, Mark Castro came off. We also had, obviously, Hitchens Love falling off it. How big is this show for you? And obviously, another city ticked off the list. I mean, it's a, it's a smaller show in terms of what we do, but it's a new city, new territory. And it's a great main event, good card as well. And also, I mean, firstly, Alicia Baumgardner trying to avenge her defeat against the Nada 2, who's a very good fighter. I think star-wise, it's going to be absolute fireworks. I think Alicia is one of the biggest stars in the sport. Um, Andy Cruz making his professional debut. I mean, I was kind of thinking that, like... Do I hype up some of these guys too much, put too much pressure on them? But then when you get it right and they produce something magical, like the momentum's unbelievable. And I just want Andy Cruz to go out there and do his thing. He's got a very tough opponent in Burgos. It's his first pro fight. It's a 10-round fight. So I think it's very dangerous for him. Um, But he's an unbelievable talent, one of the best amateur fighters I've ever seen. Um, Jermaine Franklin's in a really good fight against Isaac Munez, who I think is a tough, tough Mexican. Um... And I'm looking forward to Jermaine getting a little run now. I mean, he's had it a bit tough, hasn't he? Come over to England, boxed Dillian White in a really good fight, um, then went and fought Anthony Joshua, and I think he's a very, very good heavyweight, and I think uh, he'll show that tomorrow night. I spoke to Andy Cruz, and I talked about that rivalry with Keyshawn Davis. He almost dismissed him and said, look, he's not even on my level, which is crazy for a debutant coming into this game. Keyshawn Davis has had eight fights, eight wins, six by knockout. Do you believe that fight can happen, and is it one that you're looking forward to? Keyshawn was like outspoken. I wind him up. I went on his live the other day and I was like teasing him about it. Keyshawn can't beat Andy Cruz. Like, that's just fact. Like, he couldn't do it in the amateurs. And you can say, oh, it's different in the pro. Like, 
watch the amateur fights and you will realize he cannot beat Andy Cruz. But Keyshawn's a really good fighter. It's just that Andy Cruz is, is a level above him. And that's fact. So when he says he's not on my level, like I'm looking at Keyshawn, I'd make that fight next. People think I'm like... Next. Yes. Mate, Keyshawn is... How many fights he had? Six, yep. eight. Okay. He's not a tank. He's not Devin Haney. He's not Shakur Stevenson. Are you disrespecting him a little bit, though? No, because Andy Cruz beat him how many times? Three, four. Four, whatever it was. Like, it's not disrespect. Like, this is how good Andy Cruz is. If I was, if I was like, capping for some, like, clout, is that what they say? I would go, I'd, t I'd say, let's fight Devin Haney. Let's fight. No, we're just saying, we'll fight a kid who's 8-0, who he beat three times in the amateurs. But top rank would never, ever let Keyshawn Davis fight Andy Cruz. Last one on Andy Cruz for me, because I know we've got a lot to get through. You've got a big line of people here. How high can Andy Cruz go and how quick can he go? I do think there is the element of an amateur great transitioning to the pro. I mean, look, Danny Yelusinov was a good example, who won Olympic gold, didn't quite transition in the way that maybe we hoped. I think Andy's a very intelligent fighter. I think he's got a great trainer in, in Bozienis. And I, what I'm hearing in the gym is he's looking really good. Burgos is going to be tough to get out there. Like He's very durable. He's very tough. Had a draw with Angel Fierro, went the distance with Keyshawn Davis. So it's going to be difficult to stop him. But if he does, you know, I think honestly think this kid could beat them all. But again, that's me hyping a young fighter. Let's put him under the bright lights to, uh, Saturday and find out. Just before we continue, I should say that you are actually still sick because we're getting a lot of abuse under these videos saying that you're on helium. Some Someone's got you by the balls. Yeah, some, of, some of your interviews... I listen to other people and it is a bit but no it is I don't know whether I've got it's been six weeks now I've got my nose is completely bunged up I can't smell I can't taste I've got a cough if there's any doctors out there I've got uh, really bad pains in here from my sinuses my ears are blocked I had some antibiotics they didn't work they've told me to go in for chest x-rays and stuff like this um Parsons told me, Dr. Parsons, that the aircon doesn't help on planes. He is actually correct. But I think I've, I reckon I had COVID about seven weeks ago, and it's just, I reckon it's long COVID. Still smashing out the runs, but it's, it is knocking the bollocks out of me. But this is why I'm a warrior. Well, we'll move on quickly. Dillian White has been, he hasn't held back in comments for you. Actually, today I seen a post from Rack Noble, and he wrote underneath it, Eddie, you are a cunt. Why? Where does it stem from? Uh, I think it's, well, that one I think was because we didn't do it in a stadium. It probably would have made him more money. Um, I don't know with Dillian. I think the thing is with Dillian, I've never really got to know Dillian because I've always had to deal with his representatives, and it's difficult to always understand the true communication of what's said and what happens. Do you know what I mean? So. I, I like Dillian, I respect Dillian, we've done great business together, um, we've always done business on a fight by fight basis and when it suited Dillian White, he's been happy with us and when it hasn't suited Dillian White, like the Tyson Fury fight, you know, that kind of, I don't know, um, like in this, it's clear my, my guy is Anthony Joshua. And you just heard me say in an interview with Parsons, like, I can't... When someone shows you the kind of loyalty that Anthony Joshua showed me, and I have that personal relationship with someone, I trust AJ, like, over everything. Like, we don't always talk, but we don't have to, because there's a respect there. 
he's put his career in our hands and I take that very seriously, especially a fighter of that magnitude. So I'll do anything for him. And I always want to see him do well and always want to see him win. In boxing, post boxing, like I'll always be there, you know, we'll chat. And I just haven't had that relationship with Dillian White. Partly because I deal with his representatives. And secondly, because he's never signed a contract with me. He's never, you know, he will say and they will say, oh, we've always been with you. I say, yeah, because I've always given you a fucking great deal. And it's it's been the best option for you. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a bit surprised with a couple of comments, really. But I don't think Dillian White will lose any sleep over it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not particularly, I mean... I'm not here to make friend like you take me as you find me. If you think I'm a CUNT, you think I'm a CUNT. I don't think I am. I think I've done an unbelievable job for him. I think I've changed his life, really. And I, I think we've, you know, I'm pleased we did those because some of those nights have been very successful for us as well and for our business. Um, but some relationships, you know, as I said in the interview with old Charles, um, there's probably that many people in boxing who have shown me unbelievable loyalty and I have that bond with that is there forever, for life. And that, those people, as you get older in life, you find that those people aren't necessarily the people you talk to every day. Do you know what I mean? That never goes. So sometimes you might, you know, forget to phone them back or you might, you know, but you you remember, you know, and there's, there's a few like that in boxing and AJ's definitely one of them. Shout out auntie uh, Dawn, is it, or Jean, I forget her name, but you swore again, so your auntie that doesn't oh, like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dawn, she's going to be fuming. She always messages me, yeah. every single one about it, but yeah, bet you didn't know that. Um, you know what Dawn said? This is what Dawn said the other day, right? My auntie Dawn, I hope she watches this one. She always messages me on Instagram, weirdly. Yeah, stop it, yeah. No, she does. <laughs> really? <laughs> what, my auntie? You swear it again. Really? <laughs> Are you, she's not on Instagram. Yes. Really? Yeah. Fucking you mind yourself. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smash, smash you up. But... <laughs> So she goes the other day, she goes, um, here we go. So this is, this is the conversation, right? Because I don't always reply because I'm like, like I said, like, so she goes, I was looking forward to the fight. So this was on, this was before the Ben Eubank fight when it got cancelled. She goes, I was looking forward to the fight. I mean, what a text to send. I'm like, thanks, Dorno. So was I, right? And then she goes, happy birthday, Eddie, I love you. That was in June. I said, love you, Dono. And she goes, try to curb your swearing. You will look more intelligent. Love you. But I didn't reply. And then two days later, she goes, love the glasses. You are still very handsome. I can't, I accept your apology for swearing. Love you. Like, she's one of my biggest fans. Auntie Dawn, shout out Auntie Dawn. Yeah, just cool on the Instagram message. She's not too well, fan about that. I want to see them. I said, give me fucking livid. You've right wound me up, you have. <laughs> Fury and Ganu, thoughts on that? Because you've you said I heard you speak to Parsons about it. Sometimes you, in this world you get caught up in in speaking about things, and then you contradict yourself at times. Do you believe this fight? First of all, do you think he should be stripped of the WBC title, and do you think it's good for boxing? Um. Right. So number one, I don't think he should be stripped of the world heavyweight title. Number two. It's terrible for boxing. Why? Because the world heavyweight champion should be making the fights that the world of boxing wants to see to cement your legacy as a true great. Okay? So the fact is, we have been trying, boxing has been waiting 
for the undisputed heavyweight championship for five, six, seven, ten, however many years. You've got an opportunity there for Tyson Fury to fight Alexander Usyk for 60, 70, 80 million dollars and he didn't want to do it. And that would cement Tyson Fury as a true great of the modern era, right? And when you look at Tyson Fury's victories over the last six, seven years, they are Sefa Seferi, Francesco Pianetta, Tom Schwartz, Otto Walin, Deontay Wilder, Derek Chisora, and Dillian White. So I'm looking for him to fight AJ and Usyk. And, and listen, maybe he beats those guys. He's a brilliant fighter. The problem... The, and I face this problem sometimes as well. Is we all contradict ourselves because sometimes we talk like we, you know. So Frank Warren says, you know, the reason these fake fights aren't because everyone's buggering off to Saudi Arabia. Well, yeah, to be in like legacy-defining heavyweight fights, you're buggering off to Saudi Arabia to fight a debutant who has absolutely no chance in the fight. Commercially, I think it's decent business. Yeah. So, but we should just be a bit more honest sometimes and just go, it is what it is. Like, I don't like the way they say, well, Usyk wouldn't fight me. Joshua wouldn't fight me. What else? And I especially don't like the, the WBC saying that either because the WBC are pushing the narrative. So, you, so you're telling, Maurizio, you're telling me that Joshua didn't want the fight with Tyson Fury. You're telling me that Usyk didn't want the fight with Tyson Fury. Come on. No. Fury didn't like the terms or the fight, so he walked away from those fights. But what he's doing is he's fighting a fight for, I don't know, 30, 40 million, whatever, that he can't lose. So I don't, I don't, I'm not really here to criticise the fight. I don't, I don't mind it. Like, I think it'll do okay. Um, the only people that are happy with the fight are MMA fans, because I think they like Francis Ngannou and they're pleased for him to secure the bag. Boxing fans are furious. Almost got a little bit of criticism from TalkSport. Almost, but um, but I get it. I get it. You know, like don't forget, I went to meet Francis Ngannou to talk to him about a fight with Anthony Joshua, and he was like all over it. But unfortunately, AJ went absolutely no interest in that. Why would I do that? And I said, well, you might make a load of money. And he went, thank you for. I'm not fighting Francis Ngannou. I said, God's honest truth. Team Usyk referred to something they have on Fury. They almost said they could ruin him. Similar to the comments that John Fury made about you. What is it that you think they might have on him? Absolutely no idea. I mean, look, again, like you hear stuff, people say stuff. Like boxing's full of bullshit. I don't, I don't take any of that stuff seriously. But it doesn't really matter what they have on title or whatever. I have no idea. But the reality is Fury's smart. Fury knows how difficult the Usyk fight is. And he just, he had a number in his mind and he knows how, that this fight is very tough and to take it, I'm going to want this amount of money. The reality is, I see it time and time again, if you believe you can win, if you want the fight, you get it made. So what, take 70 or 80 million for the fight. Like, you know, but... Um, it's a business at the end of the day, and I get it. I don't, you know. Um, yeah. The British Boxing Board of Control have now formally ordered Fabio Worley mm. to defend this British heavyweight 
title against David Adelaide next. Purse bids on August 9th. Is that something that you feel that Matchroom will win this purse, purse bid? Where will it happen? When will it happen? Um, look, I mean, I'd like to do a deal with Queensbury, you know, and, and really Fabio's due to fight in August. Um, and then we look to do the fight in probably October, November. Um, I've already spoke to George Warren about it. Of course, he wants to do the fight on BT, stroke TNT. We'd like to do the fight on zone. We'll make them an offer. They'll make us an offer. If we can't agree terms, we'll get a purse bids. No one's backing out the fight. You know, Fabio's 100% taking that fight. I, I don't know um, Adelaide, but I'm sure 100% he's taking that fight. It's a, it's a great fight. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. You met Progray for dinner. Conversations have then spiralled online between Haney and Tiafimo. It looks as if that fight might be next. If not, is it going to be Progray mandatory with Sandor Martin yeah, or is it going yeah. to be Catterall? Yeah, it's. I mean, look, the WBC have told us you have to fight Sandor Martin or Devin Haney. We want to make the Haney fight. We had great conversations with Devin. Um, we've made Regis an offer as well. Hopefully we can make the fight. What do you do with Jack Catterall in the interim? Does he yeah. fight someone like Jorge Linares? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a great fight. I mean, he'll, he will headline most likely in September, I know October at the very latest, in a big fight in Manchester. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep the momentum going. He's going to get his world title shot. But, you know, he beat Daryl Foley. Nice. Easy. But now let's step up with a world-class name and keep the momentum, keep pushing the profile before he lands his world title fight. You spoke to me last week. You said that you were going to meet Devin Haney in LA. Did you meet him and did you speak to him about a potential deal with Matram? And have you seen last night that he was arrested? I was actually supposed to meet him last night. But obviously, <laughs> something else went down. Uh, but speaking to Bill Haney, the team have been speaking to these guys. Spoke to Devin yesterday. Um, he's interested in the progress fight. That, that's the only discussions we've had at the moment, and I'd like to make it. Callis Sorland comments on on Eubank. Understandable from your position. You're still not 100 percent on this ruling, but if not Eubank, which looks unlikely now, who's it going to be? Like, give me three names. Uh, look, Callis has to say certain things he doesn't have to wait too much longer um, I think we'll get an answer this week on where we're going from, from a UK perspective and then we'll go from there but still you know if, if Conor Ben is cleared this week he will fight Chris Eubank I believe next US show are we looking at Rocky Hernandez Oshaki Foster yeah um, Oshaki Foster has been um, ordered to fight Eduardo Hernandez great fight and we're trying to make that fight for September in, in Texas um, and that's most likely going to be our next show obviously we've got Belanga against Mungia um, which we're trying to make we're trying to make Devin Haney against Regis Progre um, lots of lots of action coming and uh, again you know Taylor against Cameron Lee Wood against Josh Warrington like we're trying to wrap this whole schedule up and the plan is to announce that schedule week commencing 24th of July what about Hitchens Love? Does it come into play anywhere here? Does it uh, fall maybe that undercard? Yeah, in? Maybe that undercard. But Montana is injured. And if we can't make Richardson Hitchens against Montana Love, we'll probably make Richardson Hitchens against Lipinets. Diego Pacheco, YouTube Theatre, SoFi Stadium, November? Yeah, definitely. Who's that going to be against? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I quite like the Jason Quigley fight. Maybe your man you keep going on about, Padre McCrory. Um Need a good step up for him now. It's going to be completely packed out. You wait till you see that, that crowd for Diego in LA. We've built him great, and that'll be him headlining in the USA for the first time. That's one from me. You, you said last week about Gary Colley, Jose Felix. 
is that done? There's been a bit of miscommunication on both ends. I've read some places that it's not done. I've read some places it is done. Is it done? If Gary Cully wants the rematch, it's done. I believe he does. And the team are tying it up. I'm pretty sure that'll be co-main event for Taylor Cameron. So that's a co-main and the main then. Rematch, rematch. Who else going to land on that card? Um, I think we, we said uh, we've made... Um, we want to make Keevan Ajarko against Troy Williamson. I've not, the guys have made the offer for that fight. Troy's accepted. I think Keevan's um, weighing it up at the moment. Um, we want to do Paddy Donovan in a in a big fight as well against Al Foley. Yeah, be a great fight. Um, even Jason Quigley could land on that card as well. Thomas Carty being a big heavyweight fight as well. It's going to be a great card this time around. Who does Thomas Carty going against in a card like that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is it a Steve Robinson? You know, someone like that. Cusimano, uh, your man. It's a tough fight. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a great crowd. Eddie, I'll close this out. You've promised me in Parsons Lil Wayne tickets tonight. It's not happening. Are you bringing us dads here on Friday night? You're a good pal. You've told us that you've, you've shared a few pints with them previously. Are you bringing us on Friday night to see Ed here? I want, I want to go to the one tomorrow night. I heard it's an intimate gig. But you said the tickets... Or an absolute fortune tomorrow night. Oh, they, yeah, but the one's on... Saturday, but we've got the show. Oh, right, OK. Leave it at me, son. There we go. Confirmed. Eduardo. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.